Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Friday jam session here on the Rock Your Brand podcast. And I am fired up because, well, why not? It's Friday, which Friday doesn't really matter to me. I know some people are like, it's Friday. Let's go. It's the weekend. Like, yes, I feel excited because it is the weekend and my daughter does beach volleyball. We have a lot of fun, but I like Mondays too. You know, I mean, Mondays are just another day for me that I get to do what I love doing. And that is building online businesses and, uh, and helping people like you. So, uh, Fridays are great though, because I get to do these jam sessions and I get to do them live on my, uh, rock your brand Facebook, uh, group. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. But if you are not tuning in on the coffee talk, you can always head over to takeactioncrew.com and join us over there. All right. So today. Today's topic is going to be why your content might not be getting traffic. It's a great question. And it's actually a question that came up uh, on one of our recent Brand Creators Academy private calls that we do every other week. And uh, it came up because we were doing some website reviews and we were looking at some content. We were looking at the content that's been published. And the very first thing that we look at are what are what are the uh, the questions or the topics that are being that are being answered? Okay, and if you if you switch the way that you're thinking about how you're writing uh, or you're coming up with ideas, it always has to start with search intent. And I've talked about this before. All right, and here I'm going to give you an example of what it looks like to write maybe a really good post but one that is not optimized for search, all right? And we can switch it and we can change it, and I'll talk about what we do to do that, but you have to always understand and ask yourself the question, is this title and this keyword that I'm going after, and if you guys are brand new, a keyword that I always say keyword, it could be five, six, seven, eight words, that could be a keyword. Now, some refer to that as a long tail keyword. I look at that as a keyword. That's the keyword I'm going after. Okay. So when we are looking at the title that we are going to write, or if we're going after keywords, if we're in the keyword research phase, what are the questions 
that we're going to be answering. And if, if you're new at this, or if you're even just within the first six months and you're going outside of that too early, right? Too early. Uh, there's so much content that we can create on answering questions. And literally you could take a phrase and then just plug in something else that is similar to that. Now we did one uh, recently and it was like uh, something like this. The, this is a great example of how you can go down this keyword vein, as we call it, is where uh, does Lowe's uh, drug test their employees? Does Pepsi Cola uh, drug test their employees? Does fill in the blanks. All right. The problem for people that are creating these websites and these niche properties is that seems kind of boring. It seems like, well, I don't want my site to be all of these topics, topics about does, you know, uh, Home Depot drug test their employees. Like, I don't want to write that stuff. You know, I don't want to have that stuff written. But if that's bringing you 800, 500, 1,000 searches, why not? Like, are you, are you creating this thing so you can send it out to all your family and friends and go here, look at my masterpiece. Like, look at this. Or are you answering and supplying questions or answers to those questions and be the resource in that niche? Is that what you're doing? And do you want to turn on an ad network and make money? Well, if you do, you got to switch it up, right? Like if you want to have a passion, I'm doing air quotes. If you guys can't see me air quotes. Uh, if you want to create a passion project where you just write uh, whatever you want, whenever you want, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. You know, that's totally cool. You know, and there's going to be people that might find it, stumble on it. You might share it on social and people would enjoy that. It's great. But if we want to get strategic about it, we have to think first about what is going to get someone to the website from a search. Okay. Really, really important. And you might even want to take a little post-it note, write a little note to yourself and maybe even ask yourself that question. Is this search intent content, right? Or is this being searched for? Let me give you an example of a mistake that I see being made. And this was actually a mistake that we identified on our call the other day, which is going to be corrected. Uh, and this is, you know, this isn't bashing on anyone. This isn't like saying like, oh, you're doing it wrong. It's just, it needs to be tweaked. Okay. So here, listen to what this sounds like. Okay. What you need to know about bass fishing. Okay. That's the title. What you need to know about bass fishing. Now, does that make a good email subject line? 100% yes. Does that make a good, uh, maybe a good uh, ad? Yeah, that makes probably a good ad because you want to know what you need to know about or five things you need to know about bass fishing. Maybe that's it, right? Like even if you put in there five things you need to know about bass fishing, would that make that better? No, it makes it more clickable so you could switch it up and then drill into what you need to know about bass fishing. So instead of trying to cover that entire thing and without it being a search, cause no one's searching for what I need to know about bass fishing. What they're asking are questions like, can you catch bass in a pond? What are the best beginner 
uh, you know, places to catch bass. I don't know. I'm making that one up, right? You'd have to do the keyword research, but you want to go after questions. And a lot of times those questions start with, uh, can you, does Lowe's, Home Depot, Frito-Lay, Pepsi-Cola, drug test their employees? Question mark. Read this uh, to know the answer, right? Like that would be a little bit more of a click on the end there that you would be drawing people in, you know, uh, read this before you apply something like that, right? So you can put that stuff in your title after you've satisfied the search intent part. Okay. Really, really important that you understand that whenever we teach this inside of our trainings, this is the very first thing that we're doing. And we're building this out probably the first 50 to a hundred pieces of content. Yes. 50 to a hundred pieces of content are going to be this. Our most successful keywords that we go after are generally like that right there. Does Lowe's uh, drug test their employees? And then we just go down the list. And then I take about 30, 40. Actually, I had one for one of our sites. I did it, had 30 of them. And all I did for that like month, month and a half is I had my writers write those 30 and that was it. And guess what? My keyword research was easy. Uh, you know, and guess what? That's bringing thousands of visitors to the site. I took the same idea and we went after a localized search. It's one of our strategies that we teach inside of our, in our classes. And it looks like this. If we are looking at certain areas, and again, we're doing our keyword research. That's what's helping us identify this, right? It would be, uh, something like, uh, let's see here, uh, best, uh, best locations to catch bass in Illinois, right? Uh, whatever the search is now I'm making that one up. Let's say it was, uh, uh, let's see here, uh, best bass fishing ponds in fill in the blank best bass fishing ponds in Ohio, Illinois, uh, whatever, you know, Texas get even granular, uh, you know, Houston, uh, like, and I might come up with 50 of those, but guess what? Those are being searched for, right? And I've done this. I still do this. That's one of our strategies. That's one of the things that I always look for. If I see that man, oh man, I'm going to take that thing and I'm going to run with it, but it's not as sexy as, you know, what you need to know about bass fishing, right? Read this before you throw the line in the water when catching bass. Like those are good email subject lines. Those are good titles to get someone drawn in to get a click, but it's not necessarily a search uh, intent title, okay? So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see, all right? Now, here's another example I have my notes here. I want to give you this one. So just give you more examples. So how about this one? Why you shouldn't brush your dog with a wire brush. Okay. So uh, if I'm a dog owner and I saw that subject line, if I saw it in an email, if I saw it uh, in a Facebook post, I might read it. If I have a metal brush, right. Or I might just be curious, but is that searched for? Probably not, but this might be searched for can you brush a dog with a wire brush? <laughs> See what just happened there? I just switched it, right? Can you brush a dog with a wire brush? Can you catch bass in a pond? Best bass fishing uh, ponds in New York, right? Best bass fishing 
uh, lakes in. So we can go, we can do ponds, we can do lakes, right? And we go down that road. So this way here, we're just satisfying the search intent. All right. So that was that example. Let me get into the, the second little mistake that I see being made. And that is, it's just not optimized. Okay. And the first thing to get optimized, the very first thing that you have to do is you have to have a good title. You have to have a good keyword. So that's where your keyword research comes in. All right. So we start there. Let's assume that we have a good one. Let's say that it is, can you brush a dog with a wire brush? Okay. Let's say that that is the keyword, right? So we're going to write an article on that, right? So our title is going to be that. If your title is not that, please make your title that because that's the only way that you're going to really be able to show it for that exact search. Now, are you only going after that exact search? No, that's another, uh, you know, another uh, problem uh, or I, I see where people are they're confused because they're, they're only looking at the traffic numbers for that long tail keyword, that one keyword. When in reality, if you optimize it, which I'm going to cover here in a second, if you optimize it properly, you'll show up for hundreds of other variations of that because of what you did with the optimization inside the piece of content. So the first, here's what I'm going to look at for my checklist. All right. And this, again, this is exactly what we teach inside of our, inside of our classes far as content creation, optimization, and all that stuff. Here you go. Okay. We're going to look, is the title search intent? Okay. The next thing is, is there a good intro? Does intro have the answer, a brief, you know, touch on the answer, but then also a little bit of a hook to get them to want to read more. Okay. So that's again, getting someone to read more. Now that doesn't help you necessarily rank better, but when someone lands on the page, it helps them stay longer, which does help with ranking. Then we move into, okay, are there at least five, I like to have five, uh, subtopics. Those subtopics, also known in the SEO world, are H2 tags. Okay, so H1 is your title, H2 is your subtitles, okay? Now there's H3, the H3s live underneath the H2s, but you don't have to have those, okay? But for the bare bones, we want a title, H1. We want at least five H2s subtitles. Now those subtitles act as little mini posts in a sense where you could get found for those searches. So you always want to be thinking those searches uh, or those uh, subtopics are actually like little mini signals to, to Google that you wrote something that talks and speaks about that. So usually they're going to be another question or another area of uh, you know elaborating on the question itself or the, the topic. All right. So five, at least five. I like five. We sometimes have eight. We sometimes have 10. And then we're going to move on to, does it have pictures? Does it have good images? Are those images optimized? Right. Do they have uh, the, the title? Is the title the, the uh, you know, something that's related to that post? You know, if it's, can you catch bass in a pond? Is that picture, uh, you know, uh, locations to catch bass, uh, bass ponds, um, is it something like that? Or is it like 1280 by 720, uh, uh, pixel Bay, right? That's where you got the image. Like, and you just copy it, download it and slap it up on your site. No, we want to optimize that. So it also, because Google has Google images where we can be found from that. Okay. And it's just a good thing to show. And when the bot crawls that site, it also sees that image, which is also related and tied to that post. Um, and then the other thing is, is a good conclusion. A conclusion is just a paragraph kind of wrapping things up. And then for a little extra credit, I like to throw in uh, a YouTube video. 
someone else's YouTube video. It doesn't have to be your own. And then I just embed that in there. Okay. And we're embedding that in there for a few different reasons. One, it also sends a link coming from YouTube, which is always a nice signal. We also are then kind of like linking over to that because it's embedded, but it's actually being fed from YouTube. And then the other thing is when people are there, they have a chance to watch it. They might stay on your site longer. And that also helps the on-page percentage, which also helps uh, you signal Google that this is content that people are enjoying. They're staying there longer and that helps in the rankings. So there you go, right? Like, but <clears throat> I'm seeing that, excuse me, a little cough there. I might need another sip of coffee here. Hold on a minute. Let me, let me do that. So that's the, the second thing that I see is just not optimized. Okay. And it starts with the title. The third, and I, I call this a mistake, but it's a mistake only if you stop. Okay. And here's what I mean. Not waiting and being patient enough. You put out 10 articles and then you expect that in a month you're going to have traffic and then you end up stopping, right? That's fine. You can stop, but you might want to come back a year later and go, oh, I wonder if those are getting any traffic and they're probably starting to get some traffic, right? It might not be what you're after, but it, it could be, you could have one or two that takes right off. That's the thing. This whole niche property game is about creating content and lots of it. And when you do that, you'll have some that they, uh, you know, it gets searched a certain amount of times per year, you know, as far as like different, uh, you know, season, you know, different seasons, you're going to have content that kind of goes up. You'll have, sometimes it'll dip, then it'll fill in the, in the back end when you have other stuff, because people are searching that time of year for that location, maybe. So having more content just gives you more opportunity. Okay. But when people are looking at their content, like we looked at the, at the site inside of our academy the other day, and, uh, I think they had about maybe 30, 40 articles. And in the first month they might've, they might've written like three or four. Right. And let's say that it's six months old. Well, really we only have three or four pieces of content that are six months old that we can really gauge and judge. Right. So we have to be patient and we have to keep adding content right? Get into that rhythm of creating content and search intent content. So those are the three mistakes that I see all the time. Whenever I'm looking at other sites, whether it's my own or whether it's one of our students, or if it's, uh, you know, someone that I'm just doing a little deep dive, if we're doing one of our niche properties insiders, I'm looking at that. And the thing is, is I'm doing this here today for you. So you understand the importance of search intent content. I want that just to be really, really ingrained in the way that you're thinking, because this business model is very, very simple. It's how do we find a good niche that is getting traffic, right? That's the first thing we need to do. Once we do that, then we just have to create content, obviously post it on our website and get traffic. And when we get traffic, we can just flip a switch and turn on the ad networks and let them supply us with ads and we get paid. Like that's the most bare bones, uh, example I can give you. Now, if you want to build that out and have affiliate products, if you want to have your own digital products, if you want to have physical products, if you want to do an Etsy store, if you want to do any of that stuff, a lot easier to do all that stuff when you, when you have the traffic, right? So it starts there and then we can build on that. But so many people, they overcomplicate this process and, uh, they try to get too fancy. You have to ask yourself. Am I answering questions that are being asked on the internet? Like that's the, that's like the 
basic, you know, question you need to ask yourself. Are you supplying answers to questions on the internet? And that's it. And that's what your keyword research would be, should be uh, doing is really looking at that and then building that out. And then yes, you're going to do a list that is going to be boring because it's basically, you know, does uh, Lowe's drug test their employees, right? Like things like that. Does Lowe's hire uh, ex felons, you know, does Lowe's um, hire fill in the blanks, right? Like we could go down that road and build out our content just by looking at one of these keyword veins. Okay. So I wanted to share this with you because I think it's important. Uh, but I also want you to look at what you're doing right now and see if you need to make adjustments. Do you need to make adjustments to the way that you're doing keyword research and go after more search related content? Do you have to look at the content that you're creating and optimize it better by what I just shared with you? Uh, those are the things you need to look at. And are you being consistent, but are you also being patient? Okay. With your, uh, you know, your content that's being indexed. Some's going to take, you know, longer than others. We've had content that we've, and we actually did it in our content creation challenge. We wrote a piece of content and in nine days it was on page one starting to get traffic, right? So it can happen. It's just a matter of, are you going after low competition keywords right off the bat? How old is your site? You know, does it have some history? Uh, there's some different things that need to be considered there. But in the beginning, we're not thinking about that. We're just thinking about how do I get as much content on here? That's good. That's fully optimized. And then I can dial it up if I want to. All right. So I wanted to share this with you. Why your content might not be getting traffic. There are the things that I see. Hopefully this has helped you. If you want help building your own niche property, we do have a class. It's called Niche Properties Class. I mean, great name, right? Uh, we basically take you by the hand through every single step along the way. And we include uh, some additional support. So if you want access to that, I would definitely encourage you to head on over to buildnicheproperties.com. Again, that's buildnicheproperties.com. All the information is there and uh, you can enroll in the class over on that page. But that there allows you to see our process. You know, we more or less have templates for certain areas of the business. We have processes, we have workbooks, all of that stuff. So I'm not here to really pitch you on that, although I am pitching you on that if you're interested. Um, but if not, just take what I shared with you, just take what I shared with you here today and apply it. And I'm telling you, you're going to be miles ahead. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up as always. Take care, take action, have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the podcast. Take care now. Let's get them. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said, in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time, and you can join us. You can ask a question, and then uh, I can answer it, and we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week, and until next time, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand.
Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener, like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable, five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.